0: Welcome to the Living Intentionally podcast. My name is Chayan Loeb. In this podcast, you will hear and learn what breeds action, where living intentionally leads to action. You will acquire knowledge from those who are in the state of action. Yes, I said action a few times. Why? Because this is the only way to get you from where you are to where you want to be.
1: To the ground running.
0: Yeah, so... Welcome to Living Intentionally. Um, I'm here with Ezi Hirsch. I'm really excited to have this conversation with Ezi. I've known Ezi for a uh, number of years now. Always intrigued me. Always, uh, always, I always had a pull to Ezi and what he was up to, what he was doing. So firstly, welcome, Ezi. Welcome to Living Intentionally. Thank
1: you so much, Chaim. It's, it's amazing to be here, brother. It's amazing That's to awesome. be here. Twice amazing. in two weeks. I doesn't, I'm, I usually, I'm usually not Zaycheh, so I'm very happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That, that was fun to see you last week. Um, so, Etsy, would you be able to help us and, and kind of tell us a little bit about what you do and what living intentionally means to you and and what you you know what, what you're up to?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, living intentionally—that's a loaded question. I'm sure we're, that's why you know we have. A, first of all, I love that the podcast name; it's super, you know, it's super deep and it's a it's a it's a, it's a meaning it's a meaningful sounding podcast already, so that's super dope. Um, okay, so what do I do? I am a a uh, you know. And pursuing a career in music. I am a singer-songwriter. I uh write music. I I record, I rap as well. I'm also I'm also a DJ, like a local event. DJ, I'm doing uh, events around town, you know, like Khasnas Bar some things of that nature. Um it's it's cool because this this time gives me the balance to do both, you know, like there's been there's been times when I've been, like, so locked in in teaching, I'm like, oh, the songwriting kind of gets put on, on sleep. And there's times when I'm, like, so locked in on songwriting, I'm not even, like, working on my DJ game trying to up my game, you know. But it's, this whole quarantine has been a cool balance because I've done a couple outdoor gigs, but it's been much, you know, it's been a much more relaxed situation in general from, from that aspect. And it's actually given me a lot of calm to write a lot of cool music, so. For sure, um, I bet. Actually, yeah. I'm actually trying to, like I told you, like I said, we're, we're, we're in the works of uh, putting on my first album. Yeah, we're definitely been...
0: going to talk about that. I'm
1: yeah. About that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I want to jump brother. right into it. Your bio line speaks to me, and I bet it could speak to a lot of people. Just trying to do what I love.
1: Yeah. Listen, you, man, yeah.
0: Had that come? You no, know, how would you? How, how, how did how does how do you come to like fall in love with music and really put force forth to do what you love? many people kind of miss that What is it for you that you really fell in love with music
1: yeah i mean listen that's a that's a I, that's such an important topic to me um i i thought i mean I've always been in love with music since I was literally a little kid i, I was I'm, I'm a drummer I, playing you know, play drums my whole life. And I remember when I was a little boy, it must have been five, six, I was just drumming literally on the walls, literally making a lot of noise throughout the house. So, Like I always had the rhythm to be in me. Um, in terms of actually, you know, wanting to pursue it like, uh, like more practically, that came in a lot later in my life, you know, like age 20, age 21 was really the first time I ever written any lyrics in my life. So it wasn't like I was pursuing it heavily, you know, as a teen and having these high school dreams kind of i mean i played drums in high school i jammed out with a lot of friends like little garage band but it wasn't wasn't like oh ever trying to make it um you know make it in the music world um yeah and then and then kind of uh a little bit later after i finished yeshiva um i've always first of all i've always been very like you know attached to music like i'm the type of guy i would go in a car and the entire job is music and I'll get back. I'm like, there's no, anytime, anytime I'm just by myself, music's playing. I'm not, you know, if there's a person there, I'll have a conversation, but in general, I'm like, I'm music. I'm not pretty much doing anything else. So, I mean, music is a huge part of my life. And then at about 21, I started writing some lyrics, started trying to rap something, Uh, rap, rap music always spoke to me a lot, you know, kind of got me going. Um, So I started off with rap music a lot. Then it kind of, you know, opened it up a little bit to, to, some of a little bit soul you know i try to i try to kind of like en- encompass all types of uh, of, uh, of genres but, but um, yeah, I mean,
0: your music definitely covers a lot you sing also you rap when did you realize you can rap was that was that something you realized earlier that you would just rap the songs you never really wrote or just yeah, like 21 you like
1: to rap it's a good great- like <laughs> no it's a great it's a great point so i always felt like it's hard to know i don't know if i can speak for other people but for me with rapping When I started, like, every time I would listen to a rap song, like, give me a couple of takes, and then I'm rapping, like, the whole thing. And, like, I sounded pretty tight rapping it. But, like, in terms of writing my own lyrics and, like, rap, there's, like, I guess there's two, there's, like, two categories of can you rap. There's like, can you rap? Like can, Let's say you heard a I don't know, Drake song and you go ahead and drop the beat and like, you just rap the whole Drake song. Some guys can sound good rapping and some guys will not sound so good. You know what I mean? And th- so so the guy who sounds good, does that mean he can rap? Well, yeah, I mean, he can rap other people's lyrics and he has a good flow, but does that mean he actually go ahead and, and rap and create his own music? So I knew that I was the, the first person before I started writing. I knew that I was able to rap any Drake song and sound gotcha. dope. open. People were like, ooh, yo, I like your... But I, I I was never writing my own stuff. I was just singing along, rapping along the song. But I had the flow and, and rhythm in me. And then well, I was like, you know what? Let's let's give it a try. Start writing yeah, my own like, stuff. You well, know,
0: what was that step that you said? Wait a second. Maybe I should write something down.
1: It's a great. You know, I was in the <laughs> office. Actually, I remember. I remember the first time. I was like, you know, maybe I'll let me try. It. Let me let me try. It. Let me go at it. I was because I worked I, after Yeshiva I worked in my dad's office. I worked mm. there for about three years in uh, kind of like marketing, advertising, just different kind of like different uh, spaces I, I was I was working in but um but it, like it never sat right with me you know I did because like you need I needed to have a job you know you need you can't just like go all in and right. whatever so I was working and and and, and uh, working every day there but I but all, all the time I was listening to music like when I was on my laptop music and, and occasionally like a lunch break or whatever I would take a walk and I remember I was it was one day and I think it was in the winter, and I was just listening to Jay Cole song. You know, I'm, I'm a hip hop guy, so I love all artists. And Jay yeah. Cole kind of came on, and a certain song came on. And I just like I was like, you know what? This is so dope. Like, look at J. Cole. Like, he's making his own music. He's killing the game. Like, and he's writing like real stuff. I'm like, I've never written I ly- I don't think I've ever written a lyric in my life be- before then. And that's, that's, that's at the late 21. I was, I think was I think it was actually close to my 22nd birthday. You know. And I was like, you know what, let me, let me get it a shot. I remember like be- feeling inspired from this guy, Jay Cole. Like I want to write lyrics, you know, got back into the office that day. I put on like that beat that I was listening to. I just put it on with like an instrumental. I found it on Google, whatever it was. Right. And I just started writing and it was my first time ever, you know, penning things down. And obviously I'm sure if I look back, it probably was no good, but the point is it was a start, you know, and that's kind of what I. For sure. Do you, to- do
0: you still have that paper?
1: I, I don't. I do not. I wish I did. You know, it's funny because oh, people, 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 people ask me on occasion when I start, and I tell them the story because that's kind of the first time I wrote. But I, I, because I, mean, I didn't, you know, didn't I, think. yeah, think. <laughs> I didn't think it would, you know who knew, you know, I was just some like oh let me try. I did not think yeah. I would, you know, kind of take it seriously. That's, but.
0: that's interesting because you know I was thinking about you know what music does to people. I mean, I love music; it touches me really deeply, right? And it seems like what created this for you is you got touched by that song and it inspired you to start writing. What do you feel it is that music does that touches people so powerfully?
1: Yeah, that's, you know, I wish I had the right answer. Um, There is no right answer. There's no right answer. you know, um, back in, uh, I feel like in in a, I might have told you this, uh, or I'm not sure, but I, I do, I heard a story just back in, in, in the Jewish thought, and Jewish world, that um, the Vilna Zayn, when he was, you know, I guess at the end of his days, said he said he understood all the wisdom, all the chachmah, everything in the Torah, but the one power, the one koach, koach that he didn't really fully grasp was the, was the koach of music, you know, something almost like on a higher level that even the Vilna Glenn couldn't comprehend. So I, I can't tell you what is it about yeah. the music that, that makes someone feel good. But uh, you know, obviously music is something that trans, transcends this right. world and the physical world we're in. I wonder,
0: gets- I wonder if it's something really spiritual that comes from the base something there's from the temple, because right. the Indian would play music. And it's something that you can't understand, but it's just in this world in a deep way that was played there that, that just is so powerful.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, it's so it's so true because you know it does have a huge uh, part in, 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 in history and in our culture and basically it's in the and all that stuff like you said. So it could you know go above and beyond our uh, our our yeah, pretty our natural comprehension. Yeah. So, but like you did, say, it does it does do things that nothing else in this world could do. It could For sure touch you in certain places and you know kind of inspire you. So that's yeah. that's what it, you know that's what it is, man. Do you feel like you know you
0: you live in L.A. right now? you grew up in LA, right? Obviously everybody knows LA is like the center for, especially like the music that you're playing, um, right? That, you're, that you love, that you're creating in a way. Um, you feel like there's any significance in, an impact in becoming as passionate as you are because you grew up there, you live there now?
1: I don't know, it's a good, it's a good question. Um... I would I I would venture to say I would venture to say no. I would venture to say even if I grew up in Michigan I think I would be as you know as drawn in um in terms of living in LA now and uh I guess being in the music scene and having a bunch of other artists it's nice you kind of feel like you're in it with other people and you meet a lot of new people especially if you're pursuing it and you're trying to meet new people and you're trying to network there's no shortage of uh, you know pursuing artists in Los Angeles. There's thousands of thousands. Just take of thousands. it over. There you go. You know, there's every, every block you'll have, uh, you know, um, people trying to try to do this, you know, and right. everyone, and, and to some degree, they're they're successful. Some degree, these guys are, playing in, you know, night night bars or clubs or whatever. Yeah, I mean everybody it's, to their
0: own level. I mean
1: exactly. Yeah. So I mean that kind of goes back to the question you said, which I think is very powerful. You asked me about my bio, which is cool. First off, I, I only made that my bio like relatively recently because I, I didn't have a bio before. And I was like, you know what? I've just it's just been kind of like a mantra that I, I live by. But yeah, just trying to do it alone. So I I'm I'm a huge believer. Not everyone has the liberty to to go ahead and really dive in, but I'm a huge believer that that life is 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 so you know it's so um it's so important to live life like passionately you know what i mean there's there's literally two ways to go about life there's a guy who can go about life one way on like you know one one he kind of just does his thing and he's kind of you know just doing it and there's a person who's like alive where every day is amazing and and it's and it's really crazy because it's it's essentially up to to you to, to 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 choose um so for me, it was kind of like, you know, even for when I wasn't, you know, pursuing music full time, I was doing other jobs. It didn't necessarily, you know, distract me from what I wanted to do, which was live a life that I love to live. You know, it wasn't so much about what I'm doing to pay bills or make a our or anything. It was more about living life, you know, living a life that I want to live. That I love to live where every day is freaking phenomenal, you know, and I was leery at a young age. I mean, not even at a young age, you know, my early, early 20s, I'm 26 now, I would say even 20, 21, 22. There's been times where I was leery, like, you know, mm, I don't know if I really have control to really make my life, you know, amazing. Um, and then, you know, I, I think, you know, certain things happen in your life and you're you faced with your struggles and this and that. But it's really all about how you go ahead and deal with that struggle, how you go ahead and, 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 and put everything in perspective, you know? So it was, for me, it was like, you know, I got to that point where I was like, this life, I'm, I just want to, I just want to do what I love. Like I want to love life. I want to do what I love, you know? So for me specifically, the, 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 every day to day was, was the music field, making music, DJing. That's something I love, but on a deeper level, it was more of just living a life that I love, you know? And I think that essentially with the right, you know, work and help and whatever you, whatever you got to do to get your I mean, it's all in your mind, right? You know, it's all your, your mind, your mind is the absolute key to, to anything, in this world, it's funny. We live in a physical world, but you you can't you can't enjoy the beauty unless your mind is right. You know, uh, you I have you a lyric in one
0: of yeah,
1: you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So you know, it's a beautiful. I, I have a lyric in one of my. Uh, I was writing one of one of these things recently. I said it's a be- it's a beautiful world we live in when your mind is right, which means that like you know, people could tell you it's a wonderful world, but you know, you could put me in, in, the, in the nicest island in Hawaii, but if my mind ain't right and I'm in a depressed state, I, it feels like I'm in I'm in an alleyway and you know I don't know some random street where there's no sun at all it doesn't it's make a difference your, your your mind is the key so and, and vice versa you can mean in the in a dark place where there's no sun but if your mind is great you could be feeling it. oh
0: you are in a good place i mean that's right. the same thing that people are shocked when somebody let's say doesn't have you know all the you know has had a hard time paying his bills and doesn't live in a in a in a nice place and but he's happy but he's loving life right of, yeah his Mind's in the right place
1: absolutely yeah i mean so there's no
0: that 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 point that you're making like it's something that I'm really you know curious about because you know when you use the word passion and, and things like that and it obviously connects with intention and you know I'm just curious like what what do you feel gave you the strength and maybe you answered it by saying you just wanted to do what you love but what gave you the strength to and belief to pursue
1: right yeah it's no love. you're 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 absolutely right um I'll tell you, I mean, for me, it's an interesting story of like what really, I guess, spiraling forward into that direction yeah, to really, sure. cause, cause sometimes I guess like, um, someone might be like, yeah, I, I have all these passions and love, but how, to, how in the world do you just jump out of what you're doing? And you know, at least like, it's, it's, it's almost exactly. like impractical. So for me, like I, I started, so it was actually a blessing. I was working, it was at 21 and I was working, um, with my dad for about a year, you know, a year then. And then I, I went, um. I guess I'm more of like a free-spirited type of guy. It's always been my thing. I've always been like young and at heart. Like I feel like I'll be, please God, you know, full grown, you know, with kids. But I I think, please God, I'll I'll be a kid at heart because I really am. And I I don't even know a kid at heart. Just like even a kid, just, you know. People say I'm a kid at heart. I'm like, I I feel like I'm a little bit deeper than that. Like I'm legit. I'm just like a kid in the, the adult's body, you know. Like every, like small things excite me and I'm just like, you know, it could be like a little like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah, you know. Like kind of like, everything's exciting, you know, um, so I, I, I kind of had this, like, free-spirited thing, I remember I was finishing a year of work, and it was after, like, a year of me in yeshiva, so I was kind of making that transition from yeshiva to work, you know, that, uh, you know, I did a four years in yeshiva, so it was my my fifth year now that I was starting to work, and you know, I was hitting 22, wow. um, and it was, and it was a summertime, and I was like, you know what, like, my younger brother was going to camp in, in the east coast, you know, and I was like, I haven't been to camp in forever, but like, I told my dad, I'm like, yo, and there's no, you know, you know how it is in the real world. There's no summer break. You just, you work, nope. you work throughout. You take your exactly. whatever holidays. So I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like I said, so I told my dad, I'm like, I, I kind of want to, um, I kind of want to go to summer camp, you know, you been he's like, you haven't been to summer camp in forever. I'm like, I know, but like I would go promise. Was I was like, I was, I think I was 22 at the time. Like, what am I going to be? You know, so obviously some sort of counselor position, some sort of staff position, but I called, you know, the rabbi over there. He's like, yeah, come along. So I, I ended up being the counselor for the, the junior staff. So I was kind of the counselor for like the 18 year old kids and all that. But um, it was it was such an amazing experience because my dad obviously, you know, that I had, I had the liberty of working for my dad, that, which is great because not many people would just say, yeah, go take your summer off. I know that it could do you, you know, do you good um so that that I was very blessed to have because i, I kind of worked the whole year and i was like i need a break like i it's not me because i'm not that type of guy who would just be in the office all day it's just i i did it but it was like you know it was kind That's of like tough. Oh, yeah I, I feel you i went there and i met rabbi kalish who obviously you know and in this camp and he kind of like he, i guess he, he you know i guess he he liked me he's like oh i think you should come to, to waterbury you know you can you can add you can be a dorm counselor whatever it was and i was like rabbi rabbi you're tripping i'm working i barely got this month off you know what i'm saying like i'm working in the office like my dad you know my dad barely let me go to 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 to, to camp for a month like, I, I ain't about to just leave work now and like you know start working in a, in a yeshiva high school also for me i was like i just finished yeshiva like i just finished four years of that like i don't want to go right. back to yeshiva he's like no nah, this isn't this isn't your regular yeshiva you know? anyway <laughs> i i didn't think much of it you know we met we went at, we, we met at pizza whatever it was and he tried to like tell me to come because I guess he thought that it could be a good match for me for, for, for them that just, to shoot. and, and I'll be honest with you. I was in a point in my life where if if you asked me, was I, was I happy? The answer was no. You know, I was at a point in my life where it, I knew this wasn't the answer. Like I knew, and it wasn't necessarily because of the, the work I was doing. It was more the state of mind I was in. Um, and that kind of goes back to a couple of years, just le- le- leading up to it. But I knew I wasn't in the place I want to be. I knew like I looked at this relationship and said, that's not, that's not going to be me five years down the line. Or or I'm sure as hell I'm not going to let it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was kind of going with it until I figured out my way. But like, I knew I wasn't happy with what I was doing and every day and just how I felt. So, so I was kind of more open when someone kind of poaches you or kind I mean, not poaches, when it approaches you and kind of says, hey, I have this and this. If you're in a great space, it's much easier to decline. Dude, life's good, bro. You know, stay in your lane. But when, when you're kind of looking for answers to kind of feel happier, feel more real, more alive and all that, you know, in the back of your head, you're entertaining these things. So I remember kind of entertaining his his proposal, like you know, it's an amazing experience. And I'm like, you know what? Here I am. Yeah, I, I'm working, but for what? You know, I could quit and and do this for like, who am I trying to? Move? I, I'm trying to live my. I'm trying to live life for myself. You know what I mean? Like, so I have to be like everyone else, every other 23 year old guy who's at H.E. she was working. Like, screw that. If I'm not happy, I'm I'm am I'm gonna find myself to do what I need to do to get comfortable. You know, get, to to know myself, to really to really get you know, get really in, 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 in touch with my conscious with who I am, which I felt like I was lacking at that time. Um, so he made the pitch, and I kind of said, you know what, let's talk about it. Went back home after summer, continued working. Um, I had a wedding in the East Coast about two months later. And of course, you know, again, bless it was that I was working for my dad, so he under- he understands me as, I guess, as an employee, but also as a son, so when you come up and say, like, you're not in the right place in life, you know, you kind of need to find your way. Um, like, just mentally, I'm not where I need to be. So I can continue working this year and next year and I guess do the regular system and go to shalich and do that. But like, if I'm not going to get to a point where I'm really passionate about starting all that, then what are we even doing here, you know? So he he kind of at first was like, why would you go back? To, you know, at first, I guess he was leery. Like, why would you go back to like working in a high school? Like, what, like, what, like, what do you need that for? And I kind of pitched the idea, you know, like if, if it's something that's beneficial to me, then obviously, you know, and he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, you'll have to make that. That judgment call. So I was going back to the East Coast for a wedding. I remember it was in October. There was a good friend of mine who got married, and I said, "You know what?" And I don't think I even told the rabbi. I said, "You know, what? but let me let me give it let me give it a check. I I, I think I booked I booked a one way because just in case I visited for a day or two, I wanted to see. This is middle it was, you know middle of the work the work year and all that. And I, I actually you know t- I after the wedding the next day I drove it was from New York drove up to or drove down wherever it is to Connecticut, and I, I visited the place. I had some people that I knew there because a lot of people from the camp were there. So was, everyone made me feel really comfortable and, and it was just, at the first day it was like a lot to handle, you know, like I've never seen some place like in my life. I mean, you know, the place it's like, like, it's like no other place in the whole world. You know, it's like, exactly. it has, it has its own set of rules. It's not, it's not part of the regular society so i i me just being a regular LA kid who's gone to high school part of the regular society gone to yeshiva part. Of, you know there's, there's like there's like you know rules and you walk in there is it. just like free spirited like what is going on so at first the first thing i was kind of like tripped i was like whoa this is a little bit tense i don't know if i can make that adjustment and i was kind of like leery I, I was like i don't know if i can you know i think i'm probably gonna head back and, and go work and then i think i stayed another day um i think because yeah, i think he asked me stay one more day kind of and it was about like the next day where I started, I started seeing something like a little bit magical. I'm like, yo, like, cause I'm, I'm a free spirited guy. I'm not like a judgmental close. I'm like the most open-minded. But when you, if it's your first time walking in a place like that, you're still going to go ahead and be like, what's happened. You know, people, it's, like, to. it's a lot to take in a lot to take in coming from, coming from someone who's never right. seen that before. Now that, now that I've been there for, you know, I could walk back in, no problem. I could walk back in 30 years, I'll still feel comfortable. It's just that it was a new experience. And new experiences always can, you know, put people. So, um, yeah, I walked in and it was just like, I started feeling something magical. I'm like, you know, there's something going on here. Something so real, you know, something so incredibly real that almost this, this reality doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. Just people being themselves and and the staff and rabbis being themselves and connecting on an absolute um unconditional level and i was like this is this is phenomenal like this is something that you can't even can't make it up you can't there's just just it was palpable you feel it you know what i mean and i was like you know what i i, I spoke around like i don't know what's going on but i'm feeling something i ended up staying for a week you know i called my dad i'm like let me tell you something pops like i need this place in my life right now you know because he, I guess he hired me to be a dorm counselor, I guess, for the kids. But I don't know if he knew that. I, I I, really just took the job because I needed it for myself. I was at a point in my life where I just needed, and I was at 22. The average kid there is 16, 17, 18, tops, you know. I was 22. I was far, but it was at a point in my life where I needed this type of life, this type of energy, this type of atmosphere, just to build and get better and grow. I was a student, you know. I was a student of of, of the entire Avir the entire ruach, you know, I was a big student of that, so I ended up staying for. Obviously, I had to go back and get clothes and all that. I ended up staying there for almost two years, um, and it was it was amazing. It was very unconventional because I was at twenty two to twenty four. Usually, you know, um, this was kind of before the dorm counselor thing started popping off in Waterbury. Now it's kind of normal. There's like guys finish shoe and they become dorm counselors, but it was the first year that they moved to their kind of new place, so there wasn't as many dorm. I mean, there were there there, there, were, there were dorm counselors obviously back in in the actual Waterbury building and all that, but when when everyone moved to Durham it became the single most where you have like twenty-five, you know, there's like twenty-five dorm yeah, council. Also stuff. the
0: fact also the fact that you had the wherewithal, right, to understand that you were working. We didn't <laughs> go from Achieva to dorm counselor, right? So you were working, right? And you realized within <laughs> yourself that something was wrong. And you understood that you wanted more out of your life. Right. And you were able to make that switch. Many yeah. people would not be able to make that switch like like, this is where I am this is what I'm supposed to be doing and that's it but you have that wherewithal to say this is not right and I want to um you know live a life of a lot more
1: right yeah so that's exactly right so I you know that that there, there is I guess two parts to that statement um I do I did believe very much that this wasn't me It was, you know there's two things there is a person who, you know, he's going through some sort of struggle, hardship, this, that. That's one category. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this category where I, I wasn't being real. I wasn't me. I knew I wasn't fit. I knew I had more. It was, it was something that you can't. It was just an innate feeling. It was my conscious talking. My conscious felt trapped. Like, I am not me. As real Hirsch, the young, free-spirited kid is trapped in some sort of thing that's not him. You need to get there. I'm not talking about this where Israel Hirsch is in trouble, and that's life. You're always going to find difficulties and find a way out. I'm talking about where I wasn't even me. I was kind of not where I needed to be as as as, as me, and, you know, in connection right. with my my true self. So that's when I said, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to go ahead and live a fake life and and be and be a miserable person. I'm going to go ahead and find my way and get comfortable in my own skin and really get to know who I am and get to know what where I'm at. You know, I think it's a big, a very important for me up until that point i wasn't being honest with myself i think you know there is a there is a you know growing up as a religious jew and there was all the high bars of of being all these amazing things that that we we want when you're not on that level and you and they try to everyone tries to tell you be on that level right but you're not on that level and if you're not reaching it it can come off almost a little bit depressing like i'm not there i'm not you know and therefore you kind of start you, you don't want to feel depressed you kind of start like maybe not being real with yourself, not really being in in, in, in true contact with your consciousness that hey, I'm actually not there. You kind of want to fake it that you're there, and all your your problems or things that your 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 shortcomings, you know, they're kind of you kind of blow over them because you don't want to you don't want to come to the realization that hey, I'm not perfect, I'm not there because in life and especially in we strive to to be to be perfect. So for me, I, I kind of never got to that that state of being comfortable that hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm at because look at what I'm doing. Look at the actions I do. Look at the life I live. I am not a perfect person. If I was, and my life would it, but I'm not. So I need to get to that realization that this is who I am and I'm okay with that. You know, this is who I am as a person. And, the, you know, in life, the goals, you know, might be here. But if I'm here, that is fine. But the worst thing to do is pretend that you're here when you're not, because then you're not gonna be feeling yourself because you know you're faking and you can't really tell them when you're faking because you just feel it's just one big I love you know, it bad love it. bubble. So I kind of said, you know what, this is who I am. I need to, I needed to I needed to learn myself, but not only to learn myself. I need to be totally honest, comfortable with myself, and be happy with that. People can be honest and comfortable at the last stage of being like, this is who I am, and I'm okay. I'm not this, or let's say I brought in the religious thing. I'm not the most religious, so you know what? F it. I'm screw it. That's that's not the answer because that is you're not getting to that third step of I'm okay with that because life is a process. You you, you can't just say this is who I am. This is I'm screw it, and, and and I'm okay with that. No, this is who I am. This is where I'm at. I'm happy. That's okay because. The end game is here. I'm here and that's fine because you need. God gives us a whole life to try to get there. And don't go ahead and give yourself any sort of years or cap. You got to naturally feel yourself and your your natural soul and consciousness and your goodwill will will slowly, slowly take you much higher. And you look back now, I'm 26, look back at 21, I'm I'm miles away but I could have never been there unless I was honest and happy with where I was okay. I think it's okay okay to be not perfect and understand that and and be, really know yourself and where you're at. So that experience water very helped me a lot just for the fact that it was this time in my life where there was so much good energy around but also there was such a real and honest aviar that was like you know screw it I'm, I'm gonna be real and honest now for like the first time in my life you know I'm really gonna address things that bother me I'm really gonna go ahead and because of that I kind of felt like you know it was very 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 freeing and the, obviously it wasn't the end it wasn't like the it wasn't like the end I didn't finish but it was the start for me to go ahead and start being a more real person, start saying, you know what? Yeah, these are my shortcomings. I'm okay with that. I'm still, a, I'm still an amazing guy. I'm still an amazing Jew. You know, I think it was so important for me because I was very, um, I was very kind of wound up on that. You know, in yeshiva days, and you go, you finish four years of yeshiva, and your whole mindset is just growth and learning more and learning more. And then when you go into the workspace, it's a very difficult transition. And everyone who's left yeshiva and who was very serious about yeshiva and kind of goes into into the the work the work the workplace has this kind of like. Weird feeling I was supposed to be this amazing ko cool guy or god or whatever and now you 're just like working in an office it 's a, a tough thing because it, you know you 're very spiritually in, invested and, and you believe in it so when you 're not like also you kind of feel like you 're and it 's hard so i I was never so so honest with myself that okay, but this is where I am this is where I am now and and, and this i 'm still an amazing person an amazing jew and and Hashem loves doing all these amazing things that Waterbear would always promote and not in a cheesy way in a real way you know it's it 's havava that when I was younger, the whole Hashem loves you thing was like a cheesy cop-out. Like, it's the most real thing. It's just that, you know, people would use that to go ahead and make an excuse to do whatever the hell they want, but that's not what I needed. I just needed to be in contact with my, like, I need to be in contact with my conscious. I need to be, you know, in contact with my true self. So that was a real, real shift in my life of, of becoming who I am, just in terms of, yeah, I'm real. So I, at that point, like, Barbara gave me this freedom, like, I don't care about the world. I don't care about work. I don't care about shidduchim. I I, I, I care about me, Israel Hirsch, and, and I'm going to find my way. And when I find my way, I'll go ahead and be ready for all that things, you know, all that that's stuff. And that's kind of what so, happened.
0: So powerful. First of all, thank you for sharing all that. I think there's so much to learn from there. Wow. Like that, like there's so much there, so much. Thank you. And I and I, and I want to bring it back a little bit because basically what you're saying there is because, and, and tell me if I'm wrong in inter- interpreting it, a little bit off, but because you were able to take this time and build yourself and, and build the, the in a way the person that you want to be and live, it now gives you the strength to do what you do it gives you that strength to you know break into this industry that's not so you know easy to break into gives you the strength to pursue
1: this because this is you absolutely absolutely yeah, it gave me such an independence where I said. You know, if if I didn't know who I was and I never had to go ahead and kind of rip everything off and kinda of go down to my core, just my core, then I would never have had that strength to go ahead and pursue being me because I knew how it felt when I did that in, in those times. I was like, I ripped everything off. I care I didn't care about <clears throat> I didn't care about what people thought about me. I didn't care about my people back in my life, my high school people thought about me, the people back at home. I didn't care, you know. Oh, Why is he doing this now? <clears throat> it doesn't make a difference. And I, I knew, and no one was gonna sway me, I knew it was the best for my growth. And I was honest with myself, I've always been on, I've never been a reckless person. I wasn't like one of these, you know, <clears throat> I wasn't a trouble teen. I was a, a perfectly fine, sweet teen, you know. So it wasn't like I was like one of these kids who was like, Oh, I need to find myself, let me be me. And I was just you know, kind of like wasting my life away about with doing you know drugs and alcohol. But no, I don't, I, I'm not a believer in. And people you know, thinking they know what's best for them when it's a self-destructive path. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I knew who I was. And I think it's the most important part to be <clears throat> in touch with who you are. And I, I knew. I said, that, you know, there's no doubt about it. I need to get back to, to who I am. I need to be who I am. And that gave me such an independence. And like you said, that kind of created a way where like, I don't, I don't care about anything. I'm going to go ahead and pursue a life I want to live. You know why? Because I'm in charge. There's no one else in charge of your life. And, and that's something that you're going to have to get in a certain time in your life where you feel like, I really got the reins. I mean, obviously, God's, God's got the, the outside reins of what will happen, how much, you know, Parnassi is going to bless you with. Obviously, you have to do your party and or what's the, the things that you can't control. But no, one's, no one goes ahead and worry, lives life worried about the things they can't control because then you're not living your life. But ev- everything else, pretty much, is in your, you're in control of how you live your life. You're in control of how you think. You're in control of the life you're about to live. So I was like, when I got to that realization, I said, yeah, yeah this is me. You know, take it or leave it. I'm, I'm going to go after it. I actually, and then that's what I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to live a life that I want to live. I'm going to live a life where, where I'm alive. You were able I, to I,
0: build the muscles to be able to say, I want to do that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, and it's, it's awesome. funny because it's not so much, you know, here I am at, uh, you know, I'm 26, you know, uh, 26, been doing music now for about four years, about four years. And like I said, I'm, you know, I'm still trying. It's a very difficult market. And still, the main goal is to, hey, live a life, you know where, where, so to speak, what you, what you would love is what's, is what's paying for your bills and paying for ex- expenses of life. Cause essentially, I mean, this is my opinion. It might be a little bit radical, but essentially money doesn't have value besides the fact that it takes care of literally, literally bills. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, a little bit of luxuries, but as you see, I, I think, I mean, I, I haven't I lived a luxurious life, but just from my mind and, and what I you know, I can never say for certain because I haven't experienced it. But pretty much how I live is that everything physical or physicality will eventually lose its its lure, and, and, and nothing will actually bring you true happiness but yourself, your peace of mind. So there's there's no doubt that I, I don't think money has a lot of value, but the fact that it can make your life easier, give you more and efforts when you got bills and things piling up, or you can take a vacation when you want to, and all these things. But but in terms of money actually being a game changer, of course that's a joke. to think money money is a game changer. So for me, um, you know, living a life of of it's it's the goal is to live a life where I'm comfortable like life, where, where where financial things aren't taking a toll on my stress level and all these things. And, you know, and there's plenty of ways to do that through doing what you love. Yeah, there's one way of shooting for the stars and trying to be like an international, you know, worldwide sensation where you, you have tremendous amounts of money. And don't get me wrong, there's a fair share of, you know, challenges that are going to come with that. And there's also a way of just, you know, making a nice living or even or even a comfortable living, even a, a great living. You know, there's so much in between from shooting from the stars of just, but the goal is, hey, you, you, you you can you can pay your bills you can take care of the people around you and you can you know live the life you want to live while doing what you love you know it's not the end game isn't how much money you have like the guy's making like a million dollars a year or a guy's making half a million dollars a year and one guys they're both taking care of their bills but one guy's happy one guy's sad I mean it, it, for me it's, it's 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 completely you know I don't I wouldn't understand the, the guy who's uh who's living the sad life because money obviously people know you know too many people have uh have had terrible lives with sitting on many many millions and even billions of dollars yeah, yeah. you know so sure. the goal here is just to try to go ahead and, right now i haven't figured it out yet you know where it's fully i'm still hustling i'm doing my music i'm doing the djing but i'm trying to live a life where please god i can make you know a good living and feel comfortable and money isn't ever a question but it, the point is, I do is what is that I'm you love. What I'm loved. That's the thing. That's the goal because that's life. Life, money is just money is just a means to pay for bills. That when you got because there's things you got to pay for. You got to pay for food. You got to pay for the place to live. But it's not really much more than that. I me mean, vacation. There's some nice things. Don't get me wrong. I like nice things. And and, and and if you have it, go ahead and enjoy yourself. But to think that those nice things are the answer, that's a joke. You know what I mean? Right. No nice thing is going to be the answer. It it, it, it it could be a cherry on top if you're already good. If your mind's in a good place. Don't get me wrong. Like nice about- great. Absolutely, and I'm I'm about that. I'm trying to I'm trying to live a life for hopefully you can you know hopefully you yeah. can try to go ahead and pursue that like everyone is every human being is trying to go ahead and live a good life. So let's that, let's I mean, that's uh, yeah let's, yeah
0: well, let's take it to your new album coming out. Um, obviously, you know you make a new album which personally I'm very excited about. Thank uh, you, brother. You, yeah, you,
1: you've too. always been a, a great supporter, bro. I, I always appreciate it. Always been, you know, always asking for the songs before they release. And it means a lot, dude. It means a lot to anyone cares. And, and, and it's real nice. I always, I always, you always make them strong. I, when appreciate, you that. I appreciate that. Tap in.
0: Thank you. Um, and maybe by the time this kind of goes out to the public, it might be out, because um, it's not yeah. going out right away.
1: You never know, but, yeah, yeah.
0: But um, how does, you know, this piece of music, besides the size of, now you're putting out an album, how does it differ from other pieces of music that you've created?
1: It's a great, yeah, it's a great question. Um the first thing I would respond, which might might come off as shocking because I've always been an honest person, is that I think this this music is the most honest music, even more honest than 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 uh, than previous tracks I've recorded, because there is a level of of um, I guess comfort comfortability with yourself to really start writing a really, really brutally honest track There's sometimes where you're just going to avoid some things cause you're just not there yet. You know? Um, so definitely in my previous music, um, I, there was things that I wasn't totally honest about, not necessarily that I, I lied about or that I didn't touch about. That I didn't bring in is what I'm saying. I didn't, didn't want to, I didn't exact. I didn't want to write about those things or write those emotions. I don't think I'm, I don't think I was rapping about things that I didn't do. It was more of that. There's right. so much I left out. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean kind of because I wasn't there yet um but now I think it's just for just most the most honest um the most honest music I've ever written and that, that's kind of freeing you know because it's kind of and, and the only reason why I was able to do that was not because it's like oh time to be honest it was because I, I got to a point in my life where I'm that I'm that comfortable with myself yeah you know? I, then,
0: I always say that like vulnerability is freeing. Uh, absolutely you know personally when I put out a post um you know sharing something it's just very freeing and I bet like creating music what you you know what you love to do when you put that out there like you said authenticity vulnerability free um so you th- you're saying it's it's pretty raw
1: yeah i think it's pretty it's pretty raw pretty honest and it's that i mean my opinion i just think musically and and from a writing perspective it's just the best the best i've ever written so i definitely think it's on a on a higher level than the music i've written i think it's um uh, I just, yeah, I just think it's it's real. Like, I'm really excited about this project. Like, I, I'm, like, this album, like, it's an 11-song album. And, like, every song, I, I think, you know, because I'm a huge music guy. Like, I'm I'm the biggest music guy. Like, I've been listening my whole life. And I know albums. And, and every album there's always fillers, you know? Like, you have the good three, four songs everyone likes. And then there's, like, the six, seven fillers are kind of like, you know, they're all right. I didn't want to make that type of album. And, it, and obviously, everyone's going to have their own opinion. But me, as a fan of music, and I listen to this album now, and I'm like, there is no filler songs like I love every one of these songs and I didn't want to put filler songs and I, it's been two it's been two years in the making of just some of these songs some of these songs and the album actually were written over two years ago but it's been the past two years to now which a lot of music where I was like I want to I want to I, I make a masterpiece you know that's my goal and I, I believe it is you know because obviously I'm a confident person in my music obviously it's up to the listener it's completely um subjective but yeah I'm at a point my my life I think it's my just the best music you started writing.
0: writing this album
1: over two years ago I got definitely songs on this album. Yeah. Hey, I started writing over two years ago. I didn't know I always knew I wanted to write an album, I just didn't know when I would I would actually drop it. And it just felt right in this time actually when quarantine hit and corona hit, it gave me a lot of like sit down time because everyone was kind of like you couldn't really do much. So I was pretty much just sitting in my house writing music and just, you know, I would walk up the street and there was nowhere to go, you know, you're kind of like bound to your your Lama. and that kind of that kind of spiraled me into all right, let's get this thing rolling. You already have a, a couple of songs you've written, let's let's really get this thing going. And I sat down for like two three months and they're really kind of like organized and kind of came up with this plan and then i've been recording in and out and still there i'm still i'm going back today to kind of working on more tracks everything's been so recorded exciting. but uh, yeah that's it man
0: very exciting i want to tap into a little bit about your journey with your health and fitness uh you know not people not a lot of people i feel like really realize like you have a journey with your health and fitness um and you've really made a complete 180 of your health, if it is life, how? Yeah. How? how,
1: how, do you do that? how? Oh, sorry. Um, my uh, headphones came out. No problem. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a it's an excellent topic I want to talk about. Um, you know, especially because I understand this is the this is your your space, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is you know that's my the business. Um, that I'm in. But.
1: I was, so I was never, I was always an active kid, you know, thank God I've loved sports. If I was love sports, I'm very, I'm highly competitive. I still play sports multiple times. You know, I try to, multiple times a week, I try to do it. Um, but there was, there was a, a time in my life where I kind of just kind of let let go. I just let myself go, you know, I just ate whatever the hell I wanted to, or, you know, ice cream pizza. I'm talking Nolan, like, whatever the hell I want for like a good year and a half. I just was completely not watching what I ate at all and I gained a lot of weight um you know not surprisingly when you eat like crap you're, you're gonna gain weight it kind of it kind of happens um <clears throat> and I just wasn't in a in a in I wasn't in a good place And you know, I, I I was like chunkier and I knew like I I, I just didn't I knew I, I could do better I knew I could do better that's really what it came down to and um it was kind of also like you know I remember like it was I was once at once, once in a doctor he's like yeah man you're you're overweight now you should lose weight this that and all that but obviously, a doctor can tell you this and that. But it really has gotta come from within. I was at a point. Where I was like, "Yeah, I know. I know. I got. I gotta get on this. I gotta lose this weight. I gotta get back to, to eating healthy. I gotta just. I gotta live. I gotta live a more alive life. First of all, you know what they say: you are what you eat, and it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a big it's a big deal. You know, your your whatever you eat and and how you take care of your body is really it's an investment. That's what it is. You're putting investment. I'm doing all this now, so please God, I can go ahead and feel alive later. Because many people when they hit their old age, or so I mean. Some people don't even make it to their old age, you know, that they, they live such poor lives and, or, you know, or some people are not, or some people happen tragedy strikes. Of course, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where maybe people kind of were reckless their whole lives, you know, and kind of, and, 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 or some people get to their old age. And even if they're reckless, they're not living a, they're not alive. You kind of these bent over. You know, you. For me, it was. I, I pray. You know, I, I wanted to. I wanted to be an active person my whole life. You know, that's kind of what it was inspiration. And uh, I was like, there's. It's never too late to start. You know, a, a guy who's 60, he can change his life now. Like, and and I was like, bro, I'm 24, 24, 25 when I started really taking it seriously. Um, I was like, let's 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 do it. Let's try to let's try to live a, a more meaningful, healthier lifestyle. Because first of all, it'll, it'll help my mind just in terms of. Uh, you know the, the mental health aspect of really being in control of your mind. Yeah, I
0: wanted to ask, like, why do you feel it's important? You know.
1: Yeah, the kind of I, I felt for for that reason. I think uh, I think be, living a healthy lifestyle will, will actually change the way you know. This is a weird thing, but I think it's the it's, it'll change kind of the way you uh you think just because I think it's a very disciplined lifestyle and you kind of it it, it, it makes everything clear. You know, I, I do think it gives me some sort of like mental a little bit more mental freedom. You know, if I was eating. Pizza and ice cream and cookies every day and pasta all day, every day. Like, you know, I used to be, I, I don't know if I would feel as in control because I think it's, it's all under one category. Because if you're living a kind of a free, everything, everything, you know, everything's free lifestyle, so then that will kind of trickle down into what you think, you know, it's a less of like you're in control, you're in charge. You're, so that will kind of, you know, permeate everywhere in your body, your mind, you so, you know, everything. So for me, it was like, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of like, let's, let's get all in this. So I uh, started exercising. I tried to do, uh, exercising almost every day of the week, which is a lot, you know, I'm, I started off with three times a week, you know, like, you know, kind of a little bit getting, getting involved and I kind of want to take it up a notch and, you know, I want to be serious about that. So I started doing like maybe four days, five days, some six days I was doing, you know, those times I was, I did seven days a week, you know, it, but I try to stay between, you know, you know, I don't know, maybe four or five, probably five, six, seven days a week, you know, um, just cause it, it's, 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 it's a, it's now that I'm into it. Like I, I like it a lot also. So then, Thank God I was very serious about it. I was very serious about what I ate. I kind of cut down on a lot of the garbage I was eating. And I was just like, you know what? Let's try to live a more healthy lifestyle. And thank God, you know, as months came on, it wasn't even, you know what's funny? I wasn't even really trying to lose weight. That wasn't the goal. You know, some people have this goal in mind. Like, oh, I'm this... Every, you know, it's funny, time. every time I try to lose weight, I remember for a year and a half, I was I was chunky, I was fat. And, and obviously, I, I'm like, I, I didn't want to be fat, I was like, gonna I want to lose weight. Every time I try to lose weight, I'll go on a scale and I would like, get all inspired. And it, the, the, the 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 end game was losing weight, I would burn out after a week, two weeks, you know, because at the end of the day, if the journey wasn't about what I'm actually doing. So then the goal, you're never going to get to that goal because you need, you need, you need to, you need to want the journey. You need to, you need to want to be better. So every time I just wanted to lose the weight, it was, it was unsuccessful. But when it got to the point, I was like, I, I needed, I need to be healthier. It wasn't I'm about the weight. I'm going to, I'm not thinking about the weight. I need to do lifestyle changes that I'm going to be healthier right it now. Is. That's what I want to do. That's when it changed because then I wasn't thinking about the light at the end of the tunnel. I was just running, you know, why? because right now running, Actual run-in is the change. The way it's screw that. I don't care. I don't care if I lose weight or not. I know this will change. And hey, what happens? Obviously, four or five months later, you look back. You dropped all this weight. Why? Because it's about the journey. If, you, if you're coming in with an end game, it's kind of like the people I tell about music. I'm like, bro, don't do music if you want to do music to get famous. You know, don't do music if you want – because you'll never get there. Like, you got to do music – and you'll, you have to go, you have to come to the realization you may never be famous, but if you're doing music, that's what's keep, keep you happy. Whether the world knows your name or no one knows your name, if music really going to get you, then 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 you have a chance at this. You know, kind of same thing with hair. It's like, I just wanted to be healthy, and I knew that wasn't healthy, so I started eating and running and eating and running, and I wasn't even checking the scale. no more. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Next thing you know, thirty pounds down. Whoa, how the hell that happened? You know what I mean? Because that was. No, I, I love the point that you the, made in the process. That yeah, I
0: love the point that you made in terms of it's not about that and weight. It's about you know, am I running now? Oh, I'm running now because I want to be a healthier person right now. The the, the result that might happen, I, I'm 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 probably gonna drop fat, which is unhealthy to have excess fat on you and all that. So great, you know, I'll be the scale will be lower. But my goal is to be a healthier person, healthier. Right, and right now, what I gotta do, I gotta eat better and I gotta exercise. I Absolutely. Yeah it's, yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's pretty much tunnel vision. I think in fitness and 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 health and all that, you have to have tunnel vision where you're locked in on a goal. Like if you get too distracted, it's easy to get swayed. Like the goal is now. I need to exercise and I need to eat healthy. Why? Purely because that translates into a healthier lifestyle. If you have certain sort of right end now. games right now, yeah, because right now this is what to do for a healthier lifestyle. Once right. you start thinking outside the tunnel and you start, then you can lose sight and then you're waiting for. You know, you're waiting for goals. You're waiting for like, oh, why am I not this weight? But then you get distracted because that's not. It's not about that. It's about changing your lifestyle. You'll get there. I mean, like anything in life, you can. You look. You wait for the pot to boil, and it ain't gonna happen. You gotta do what you gotta. You lock in and do your thing. And and you know, Kobe speaks about that. Kobe said, you know, he was like, "Give me some Kobe. Give me some Kobe." Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm a, you know, a huge Kobe guy. Uh, but like you know, Kobe speaks about all the time. It said it's it's really not about the journey. It's, I mean, sorry, it's really not about the the championships and all. It's about the journey. And you go and you look back at his life. Of, of, I need to be the best player I can be, and I'm I, I am sickly obsessed with this. I'm going to do it. You look back at a career like that. You're a 20-time also. You're a five-time championship. You're all these accolades. But if you're going, I want to be this time champion. I want to be this, and that's all you're caring about. But you're not it's not for the purity of the journey, the purity of the game. I want to battle and I want to compete, and I don't care. He, I don't think he was thinking every game about like oh i need a it's right now i can't lose this battle because that's a you cut tunnel vision and then you look back at a career and you see all those accomplishments so in anything in life it's like if you have a goal don't get distracted by the end game of that goal be distracted from from the purity of the actual journey of that goal what is that you know dive in and you'll look back after time and you'll be like holy moly you're right i accomplished this this and this and this because you were driven by something real you weren't driven by the end game, the result, and that takes us the- back to doing what you love. Because a- absolutely, because you, be- you love, then it's about the now in there a way. There you go. If you don't absolutely. love it, then if you don't love it, then you're not going to be able to lock in and have the tunnel vision. You're only going to be thinking about the goal because right now, the only thing that you love is the goal. The only thing that you love is the money. The only thing you love is the fame. The only thing that love is is looking skinny. If but if that's all you love, so then you're not going to do it. You're going to have to love what you do in order for it to be successful. Otherwise, it will burn out. <laughs> a lot pass. of
0: love here. I love it. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being, you know, on the show, sharing with us. And um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I learned a lot and I enjoyed it immensely. So thank you so much. Of course, time,
1: dude, it's a pleasure always seeing you, speaking with you. And, and, and it's amazing. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I get chizik from you. You're just, you're living, you're living a life with intention and you're trying to get other people involved, which is an unbelievable thing, unbelievable chesed. So thank you for having me, my man. All righty? Yes. Appreciate it. Thank you All
0: right. Thank you so much for listening to the Living Intentionally podcast. Again, if you enjoyed, leave us a follow, give a share to a friend, and as well, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I also have a group on Facebook for Jewish men. It goes by Fit Yid Academy Health and Fitness Community. As well, you can follow me on Instagram at the Fit Yid. On Facebook and LinkedIn, it's Chaim Loeb, C-H-A-I-M-L-O-E-B. I'm looking forward to talking with you, interacting, and getting to know you Please reach out. I would love to talk to you. Have a great rest of your day.